Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life where we help you get the great loving relationship that you want without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something other than who you are. Because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the unique person that you are. And if you believe the same thing, please do me a favor and give this video a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And uh, if you want to learn more about how you can start to upgrade your relationship and love operating system so that you can do all of this, please check out our free class over at modernlove.life slash class. So um, today we're talking about emotionally unavailable psychology. And this is going to be building off of what we talked about yesterday and over the past couple of videos as we've started to unpack this topic of emotional unavailability. Um, but I, I want to really get into this because we did talk about this in the Q&A of one of the previous videos, but it's kind of important, so I want to really lay it out here as its own separate video. And that is, what exactly is driving emotional unavailability? What exactly is happening that explains the behaviors of emotionally unavailable men and women? Um, and kind of how is all of this playing out? So as we talk about this, the important thing to keep in mind is that emotional unavailability is predominantly centered around the idea of idealism or perfectionism in a relationship or in a partner, right? There, it's, it's, it's about more of a fantasy, more of uh, an ideal rather than actually being grounded in what may or may not actually be happening in reality. And that's the key difference between emotional unavailability and availability. Um, but we'll get into this. So um, also, I'm going to be talking about the dynamic between emotionally unavailable people. And I'm going to be using the terms emotionally unavailable man and emotionally unavailable woman. Uh, these terms are not exclusive to men or women. Um, the, these can happen you know, in the reversed way. These can happen in same-sex situations and so on and so forth. But in order to keep things simple, because you know, nine times out of 10, the emotionally unavailable man behaves like the man that I'm gonna describe in this situation, and the emotionally unavailable woman behaves like the woman in this situation. So without having to elaborate and put 100 asterisks on all of this stuff, let's just kind of keep this understanding moving forward so that we can uh, all be on the same page about all this. So let's talk about the emotionally un unavailable man. Uh, and then we'll talk about the emotionally unavailable woman, then we'll talk about the dynamic and all that. So the emotionally unavailable man, he is overwhelmed by choice. He is dealing with that paradox of choice that we talked about in the previous video. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for this, you know, of that being smartphones, dating apps, uh, internet culture, access to higher numbers of women and all of that due to all of said things that we just talked about. But the emotionally unavailable man wants to be with the perfect woman. And you know, any single guy probably has some idea about what the perfect woman might be like. But the emotionally unavailable man is unwilling to settle for anything less than the perfect woman. And uh, you know, like with anything else, there is no such thing as a perfect woman. There's only us mortals out here who um, are far from perfect in many ways. Uh, and so 
he is unable to find the perfect woman. And oftentimes his idea of a perfect woman is usually just based off of like the positive qualities of several different people that he knows, of several different women that he's maybe met in his life or seen on TV or in movies or something like that. And he's kind of put them together into some kind of mental construct of a perfect woman. And so he's out there looking for this person and, you know, when he, when he finds you, he's like, you know, when you, when you first find somebody, you don't really have a whole lot to go off of. You don't really, um, you don't really know exactly if somebody's emotionally available, if they're not emotionally available, or, or, or their characteristics. So he starts dating somebody wondering if they're the perfect woman, wondering if they are the perfect person. And as he gets closer and closer and closer to them, um, some things start to happen. Number one, he sees your inherent imperfection because you are a human being, because you are a flawed person, because you have no way of living up to these elevated expectations, uh, many of which are created by, you know, some sort of Frankenstein's monster of uh, patchwork bits of women that he's known in his life or, uh, you know, idealized people that he's seen on TV or in movies or something like that. And so the closer he gets to you, the the more imperfection he sees, and that causes him to second guess things, put the, the foot on the brake, and do things like pull away quickly, right? Now, because he's invested in the concept of a perfect woman, he may do things to try to fast forward the relationship very quickly. You know, he may become very intimate with you very quickly. He may do things to make it seem like the relationship is like really meant to be really fast. Um, but again, as he starts to get closer, he starts to see there's a disconnect between perfection and you, right? And so this is what causes him to pull away. And um, the, the, the problem is, is that commitment in general is a scary concept for the emotionally unavailable man. You know, he's always worried or wondering if there's something better out there. If there's something better, a swipe away. If there's something better, a click away. If there's something better, a refresh away. And it causes him to actually fear commitment to a certain extent um, because commitment locks him into a certain relationship. It locks him into like being with somebody who is obviously imperfect because we're all imperfect. And so he, he doesn't like the idea of commitment. Um, I mean, he, he probably likes the concept of it as an intellectual idea, you know, oh, yeah, there's a perfect person out there for me somewhere, and when I find her, I will undoubtedly commit to her. But again, he's not going to find her because the perfect person isn't out there. Um, and so he is left to choose from these imperfect women in his life, and uh, he can either become frustrated by it um, and continue his search elsewhere, or he can uh, just disengage. Uh, pull away sharply and all of that stuff. And what you'll notice is that many times emotionally unavailable men will sort of yo-yo in and out of your life. And the reason why, well obviously the reason why they pull back is because they are taking a step back from the imperfection that is any person, even you, even me. Um, and he's going to, you know, try and do something else, try and find somebody else, trying to whatever. And then when he's distant from you, all of your imperfections start to fade away in his memory. And he starts to say, okay, well, maybe I might want to 
you know, it doesn't seem that bad. Maybe I should go back and give her another shot. Maybe I was, like, over-exaggerating this negative quality of hers. Maybe I was um, reading too much into it. And so he comes back. And then the cycle starts again, where the closer he gets, the more imperfection he sees, and then he pulls back. And so that's kind of the, the modus operandi of the <laughs> emotionally unavailable man. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the opposite side of the coin here, which is the emotionally unavailable women. Uh, before we get into that, just once again, give me that thumbs up if you like what we're doing here. Um, but the emotionally unavailable woman is drawn to the emotionally unavailable man uh, for different reasons, but it's still based off of idealism and perfectionism, okay? Now, the, um, uh, the emotionally unavailable woman idolizes the emotionally unavailable man because he has the power to uh, prove wrong all of the limiting beliefs and insecurities that she may have about herself, her worthiness, her deservingness of love, um, and many other things just, you know, based from growing up, based off of things that happened in childhood, based off of experiences, based off of broken hearts from her first love, all of that stuff, right? And so she is interested in the emotionally unavailable man because getting him to commit to her would prove everything else wrong. It would prove her dad wrong. It would prove her uh, you know, first boyfriend who broke her heart wrong. It would prove all of her exes wrong. It would prove all of that stuff wrong. And you know, dang it, she actually is lovable. Um, but the, the ironic twist to all of this is that typically the emotionally unavailable man will simply validate all of those limiting beliefs, all of those insecurities, and all of those anxieties because he, like we just talked about, is unable or unwilling to actually commit to a relationship. Um, and so he just tends to reinforce those beliefs and insecurities inside the woman. And typically the emotionally unavailable woman is not interested in, in men who are actually available because um, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the way that, that, that she's grown accustomed to interacting with men due to her you know, previous disappointments and letdowns and all the limiting beliefs that she has. And so she's unconsciously being drawn towards a man who will help her to recreate her own um, insecurities, her own limiting beliefs, and help to validate all of those worldviews as limiting as they may be. And so they, they kind of are stuck in this, in, this, uh, in this dance, so to speak. He is unable to commit to her because she's imperfect and he's in love with an ideal, and she is after him because she's in love with the ideal of getting somebody that maybe deep down, consciously or even unconsciously, she knows is unable or unwilling to commit to her because if she can get him to commit to her, then it proves all of these uh, beliefs, insecurities, and, and so on and so forth wrong and that, that she actually is a worthwhile person. Meanwhile, both of these people are interestingly enough, also repelling emotionally available people around them. Because quite frankly, emotionally available women do not have the patience to deal with an emotionally unavailable man. They will not put up with the hot and cold. They'll not put up with the pullbacks and pullaways. They'll not put up with the breadcrumbing. They'll not put up with um, all of this stuff. And they'll say, hey, you seem like you have some issues. I'm going to go and date this nice guy over here who not really a nice guy, but you know, a good guy over here who, um, who is emotionally available. 
And the emotionally available men will say, hey, you know, I understand you have some insecurities and beliefs uh, and all of that stuff, um, and that's great, but I want to be in a relationship with somebody who I can actually be in a relationship with. I don't want to just be in a relationship with somebody who I constantly have to validate, constantly have to prop up, constantly have to uh, reassure that, you know, I love her, that she's good enough, and all that stuff. And so they are unintentionally repelling people who actually would want to be in a relationship with them and leaving them only with, you know, other emotionally unavailable people that are willing to put up with the game, other emotionally unavailable people that are willing to put up with their types of emotionally unavailable behavior. And so this is how we end up dating the same person over and over again in a different body. It's by how we bring ourselves to our uh, interactions in our relationships. And this is obviously a bigger topic than the topic of this video, but um, if you are constantly around emotionally unavailable men, chances are you are an emotionally unavailable woman. If you are constantly around emotionally unavailable women, chances are you are an emotionally unavailable man. And you want to stop and check in with yourself and say, okay, where am I more attached to the ideal? Where am I more attached to the fantasy than what's real? Where can I work on myself? Where can I work on my own insecurities? Where can I work on my own anxieties? Where can I work on my own limiting beliefs so that I can resolve those, so that I can be okay with the person that I am, and so that I can actually stop attracting and dating and stepping into this vortex of emotional unavailability, and so that I can actually have a relationship that is emotionally available, okay? And that's kind of what we talked about yesterday in yesterday's video. Uh, once again, I'll throw a link up to that over there if you missed that. Um, but yeah, once again, if you like what we're doing here, please give me a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you are not already subscribed. And uh, if you want to learn how to improve your own emotional availability, uh, check out our free class over at modernlove.life slash class. If you like what you see in the free class, I will invite you to join our other class called the Compatibility Code. Um, and yeah, with that being said, Let's see what folks are talking about in the discussion. Everybody sounds like a good subject. Well, thanks. I hope I did not let you down. Um, Meg seems to have moved on, and I feel okay with this. However, she keeps asking if or when I'm going to move back to Ohio. I don't know why she's so interested in this. Well, there's a lot of reasons why she might be interested in this, Lance. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. Perhaps she's kind of curious about what's going on with you. Perhaps she's kind of putting feelers out there to see if maybe you might be open to seeing what's going on with her, uh, to see what the two of you might be able to create together. Um, maybe she just misses having you around as a friend. Uh, there's a whole lot of different possibilities, and um, ultimately it's not really worth speculating too much. Ultimately, your job is to say, okay, do I want to move to Ohio? Uh, or I guess back to Ohio, and um, you know, do I want to do this for me, not for somebody else, not for whatever, but do you want to move back to Ohio for you? And if the answer is yes, then hey, great, move back to Ohio, and if you end up uh, crossing paths with your ex, and if you end up um, you know, having a great interaction with one another, and if you end up uh, seeing what's possible between one another, great, so be it. But if that doesn't happen, that's fine, because you didn't move back to Ohio for her, you moved back to Ohio for yourself. If you don't want to move back to Ohio, then, uh, you know, that's fine too. Do what is important to you in wherever you are that's not Ohio. And um, 
uh, you know, whatever happens as a result of that, go ahead and step into that, own it, and create something amazing from that experience. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's see. People are talking amongst themselves. Okay. Um, hello, Clay. My ex-girlfriend still communicates with me. She got mad when I posted on Facebook. Um, Manifluat. I don't know what that means. Uh, me, but she said, uh, leave me alone. I'm just wondering what she wants. Okay, yeah. So she was mad when you posted something on Facebook, um, but then said, leave me alone. Okay, yeah. So what's going on is that she's still emotionally entangled with you. She is obviously interested in you. She's obviously interested in seeing what's going on in your life. She's obviously interested in uh, knowing what you're up to and what's new with you. Uh, <laughs> that's why she's keeping tabs on you. That's why she's following you on Facebook and everything like that. But there's still also a uh, barrier that she has around her that's not allowing her to enthusiastically and optimistically open herself up to you. And um, that's what's causing her to say, hey, don't interact with me, right? So again, I'm, I'm, I think there was a word there that I didn't understand. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that somehow held the key to the whole meaning. I don't know. But anyway, I hope that helped you out. Uh, my ex moved on with a guy um, instant breakup. The, the ex instantly broke up with them or they instantly broke up with you. Um, from what I'm kind of reading in the tone, it sounds like they got together after they broke up with you and then that rebound relationship instantly broke up. I mean, yeah, you know, like we talked about um, in, the, in the series on emotional or on the series on rebound relationships that led into this series on emotional unavailability. Um, rebound relationships are absolutely a symptom of emotional unavailability. Uh, if you're in a rebound relationship, if, you, if your ex is going into a rebound relationship, then they are emotionally unavailable. And, and the, the, the truth is that most people are temporarily emotionally unavailable after a breakup. Um, some people can be long-term emotional unavailables, uh, but most regular people that are emotionally available go through this dip after a breakup where they're temporarily emotionally unavailable until they can get that stuff worked out and then they go back to being emotionally available again. And the reason for this is of course because breakups are an intense emotional experience. You know, they, they cause us to like laser focus in on the intensity of the breakup, on what's going on and all of that stuff to the point where we're kind of emotionally unavailable to other things in our lives, not just uh, relationships. Um, and all that, but also to other things that might be going on in our lives or emotionally unavailable to our friends because, it, you, I mean, let's face it, you know, when you're going through a breakup, you don't really have the capacity to be a great friend for somebody else because you're just so focused on your own pain, you're, you're focused on your own suffering, you're so focused on what you're going through that, you know, you may not have the ability to be the great friend that you otherwise would be. Same with your family, same with your work. I mean, gosh, when I was going through my breakups uh, many years ago, I, I could barely function at work. Um, it, it was just like a, a terrible time because I would have to basically be alone with my thoughts for the whole day at work because, you know, what I was doing, it wasn't involving a lot of like, um, uh, you know, the linguistic side of your brain. I was uh, doing things that, that would allow my mind to wander and I could still do my job pretty well. And so my mind would keep drifting back to my breakup, my ex and all that stuff. And so it was actually a really, really, really difficult time for, for me in my life. Um, but, but yeah, uh, 
everybody, for the most part, is at least temporarily emotionally unavailable after a breakup. Uh, you cannot have, or can you have a successful relationship with an, emo with an emotionally unavailable man? Why do, why do, I guess they do a push-pull? Okay, yeah, so it, it is possible to have a relationship with an emotionally unavailable person. Um, it gets a little bit tricky. So, first of all, if you're going to get an emotionally unavailable person to want to commit to you, they have to see you as the embodiment of their ideal person, their ideal woman, okay? Uh, and this involves you being on your game all the time to be a perfect woman, to be whatever that concept of a perfect woman is to him, okay? Um, so you have to be like really, really, really on it. Um, and you also have to really demonstrate to him that committing to you is more beneficial to him than being single, okay? Uh, and this can be done in lots of different ways, but basically it should mean that, hey, the more time I spend with you, the better your life gets. Uh, and again, this can take form in many different ways depending on the individual person, depending on their wants and desires and all that stuff. Uh, typically, this is going to be a lot of work. This may involve you, um, you know, having to pretend to be someone or something other than what you are. Um, and for most people, this is probably not worth the effort. Um, emotionally unavailable people can also go on to have a relationship with you if they start to work through their own issues of emotional unavailability. If they start to realize that, okay, the pursuit of perfection, the pursuit of an ideal is not working for me, and they can start to take a sobering look at their own actions, their own behaviors, their own strategies, and start to work through their issues of emotional unavailability. Um, now again, this is not something that you are responsible for. Um, you're responsible for yourself. And, you know, sure, people do change all the time. People absolutely can change, but uh, they're not necessarily going to change um, unless they want to, and they're not going to change on your time frame, right? So if you hope to, like, get married at, I don't know, some point in the next couple years or something, that's great, but that may not be within his agenda. That may not be within his agenda of working through his emotional unavailability, right? And you might end up having to wait 10, 15, 20, 30 years for him to finally say, oh, I got it. Like, I've I'm, I'm been in love with an ideal. I've been too obsessed, too hung up on perfection. And I need to actually be with real people who, of course, are imperfect in their own idiosyncratic ways. Um, and if you're not okay with waiting indefinitely for this to happen, uh, then you need to accept that he's an emotionally unavailable person and that you are most likely better off letting him go so that you can create the space in your life for somebody who is emotionally available to step in and to have a relationship with, okay? Now, there's also the issue of um, if you're involved with an emotionally unavailable person, the odds are extremely high that there's some degree of emotional unavailability happening with you as well, too. You know, is there a certain point... Uh, where you're trying to gain validation from this person, gain reassurance from this person uh, to say, hey, you know, my issues with my father uh, about being loved or something like that are 
you know, not true? Or like, are you using him as a means to an end to work through your own limiting beliefs, insecurities, uh, childhood issues, things of that nature? If there is, then that could be some form of emotional unavailability within you too. And you're probably much better off to work through those issues on your own rather than trying to get someone else to fulfill some sort of unconscious need within you. Um, and I, I know that that's not the fun answer to, you know, stop dating and to work through your issues so that you can start to automatically draw the right sort of person to you. But in the long run, that's going to do you a whole lot more good than trying to force somebody to be something or someone other than who they are. Because again, an emotionally unavailable man can change, um, especially if they're just temporarily emotionally unavailable due to circumstances such as a breakup, such as an intense school program or something like that. Um, and those come to an end at some point. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to accept them as they are. You have to accept that how you found them is how they are likely to stay. And if you do not want to be in a relationship with them as they are right now, then I would recommend that you stop dating them and that you create the space in your life for somebody that you can accept as they are right now. Emotional unavailability or availability and all. Let's see, where do we leave off? Clay, is there a way to communicate with the emotionally unavailable man in a way that will reach him and perhaps change his perception of me? Like, uh, like, is there a way to be open and honest about all of this? Well, what do you like? What do you mean by all of this? I don't really understand that. Um, but there, there's a difference between somebody who's emotionally unavailable, because you know they they they're always wondering if there's another better person out there. They're um, afraid of commitment because it limits their choice and all of that stuff. There's a difference between that and somebody who just isn't willing to open up to you emotionally um, because either they don't trust you enough yet or, uh, you know, something like that. There's, there's like a difference between that, right? Um, you know, like, like when I first moved to this new neighborhood that we moved to, like, I don't know, a year and a half or so ago, um, I was trying to find a place to get my hair cut, and I went to this one place. I thought I'd try it out, and you know the woman was like cutting my hair, and uh, I, I don't I don't know what was going on, but she was like kind of really digging the razor into my scalp really hard to the point where it kind of hurt, and I was like starting to genuinely be concerned about like, hey, am I going to lose an ear in this haircut or something like that? And this woman was trying to make small talk with me the whole time, and I was not opening up to her, and it's not necessarily because I was emotionally unavailable, it's because I did not trust her. It's because my attention was on, hey, I need to keep my body and scalp and ears intact. Um, I do not have the trust to open up emotionally, okay? Uh, whereas an emotionally unavailable guy or emotionally unavailable person in general can absolutely talk about their emotions. They can absolutely talk about their feelings. It's just that they are unable to take those emotions and have them be invested in a real relationship that's not based off of fantasy, not based off of ideals, not based off of uh, perfection in some form. Uh, so in, in essence, their emotions that they do invest in dating and relationships are not actually with the people in front of them, 
uh, but they're actually with the concept of what that person might be, the concept of that person as a perfect person, that concept of that person as somebody who's going to validate them, the concept of that person that's going to, uh, you know, do something or be something for them rather than who this person actually is as an individual. So there's that disconnect emotionally. That's where the emotional unavailability comes from. So, um, but, 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 but basically, no, there's nothing you can say to an emotionally unavailable person that's going to get them to become emotionally available unless they actually already want to become emotionally available themselves and they're willing to do the work to make that change happen, okay? Uh, but, you know, if they're closed off and they're content with the way that they're living their life and all of that stuff, there's no, like, magic cheat code that you can put into the system that's going to, like, reprogram them and make them suddenly want to, like, commit to you or to be someone or something other than what they are, okay? Um, okay, guys, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, but thanks so much again for watching. Once again, if you like this video, please like the video. Uh, it helps to support the channel. And uh, be sure to subscribe if you're not already. And also check out our class over at modernlove.life class. Anyway, guys, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Please take care, and I'll see you next time.